So a lot of second Hello, all, and welcome back into the fire. Uh, that was Peter. You just heard one of my co-hosts. I am Justin, and the other co-host, Thomas, is here with us as well. Um, we are just three dudes talking about the Bible. What could be better? Maybe Jesus? Yeah, if four dudes were talking yeah. about the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> if there was another person in the fire with us. It'd be him. And that's the whole point. There is another person in the fire. Indeed. Always. Yes, there is. Um, well, without further ado, welcome back to In the Fire. We're always happy to be here with our listeners. I do have a piece of big news today, actually, for our podcast. Just this last week, I've been following along in the app that we record on. We hit our 1,000th play of our podcast. Now, wow. that doesn't mean 1,000 wow. listeners. That just means 1,000 plays of episodes. And this is episode 75. So, um, you know, we uh, say thank you to our listeners out there. Couldn't do it without you. And uh, we are honored to be over the 1,000 mark of people, or not people, but of total plays of the podcast. That's, that's, that's a good milestone. That's, the, that's the awesome. Quadruple I digits. No idea. Didn't think we'd ever reach that many, going to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it's also our two-year anniversary week of In the Fire. Yeah, we've been going for two a lot, years. A lot. Wow. It's been a, a fun journey with you two and with all our listeners out there. Um I'll say now, listeners, if you feel like getting in touch with us, you can. You know, sometimes you mention this at the end of the episode, but I recognize not every listener will always make it to the end of the episode. So we would love to hear from you however you want to reach out. You can get in touch via Instagram or email. Instagram is at uh, In The Fire Podcast. Give us a follow, comment on our posts, you know, DM us, respond to our little stories that we throw out there here and there. And we will interact right back to you. It will be any one of the three of us who will talk with you in that matter. You don't really know who it will be. And then I guess the same goes for email. You can email us as well, 3inthefire.gmail.com, the number 3inthefire.gmail.com. Uh, give us episode ideas if you want to hear anything. This goes for Instagram as well. What you thought of the episode, any questions you have for us, anything like that, we'll get in touch. We want to hear mm -hmm. from you. Yeah. And, and I know you're out there because thousand plays have been played. <laughs> and as a as a little incentive, we will send you a um, a heartfelt Bible verse. <laughs> on to us, yeah. You reach out to us. A nice little encouraging yes. way to uh, impact your day. <laughs> we will yeah. cater that verse specifically to you, <laughs> <laughs> and or your question or comment. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, episode 75 is what we're recording today. And I guess that's a milestone in and of itself. 75 is a nice round. We're three quarters of a way to 100 and we'll be at 100 soon, which is exciting stuff. Um, but for today's episode, I, I think it's kind of an interesting question. The topic may be that, I don't know if it's been mentioned before in our podcast. I'm sure one, one or two podcasts out there have at least mentioned the idea of angels in the Bible, but Today, we're going to talk very specifically about what angels are, where they come from, who they are, what they do, uh, all of that fun stuff. So more than anything, we're 
you know, want to answer a few key questions here. And I say that also saying that, you know, we don't know everything. So especially when it comes to angels, I feel like, you know, we're not going to know everything until we're probably up in heaven, but we're going to do what we can to talk about what angels are, where they come from, what their purpose is, how we can see and feel the effect of angels in the world around us, in our lives, and then maybe get into at the end, what's the point of all of it? Um, why do we care what angels are and what they do? But it's an interesting, like I, as I was looking this up, I don't, I don't have the exact number, but angels are mentioned like over 300 times in the Bible. Um, and it's kind of a, a lot through just because they're all mentioned kind of sporadically, some in Psalms, some earlier, some in Revelation, obviously, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like there's one passage in the Bible that really tells you everything that there is to know about. So you're kind of jumping around a lot to different verses all over the place. Paul writes some, um, we'll look at some like out of the book of Job. There's a lot of Psalms, Revelation again, Genesis, like you have to jump around to get a full picture, or at least as full as you can of what angels are, but we're going to do what we can to talk about this. Yeah. That sounds exciting. Uh, I love, obviously we love to explore, you know, unique topics in the Bible. And this is uh, another one, I think, and it should be, should be a special episode. All right. Yeah. There is um, <laughs> a, an animation on YouTube called Biblically Accurate Angels Animation. And it's, it's kind of scary. I'll send it to you guys, but if you guys want to look it up, um, yeah, it's a bunch of eyes. Very, very <laughs> wild. Yep. That sounds familiar. Like, I feel like talking about what angels look like, the, the cherubim and seraphim are, you know, yes. they're described like they're majestic, but also kind of strange in their description. But I guess we'll see. Uh, But for the first question we're going to look at today, kind of what are angels and where do they come from? I want to look at the book of Job, chapter 38. There are a lot of different verses that I think could go to this question, but this I felt was probably a good place to start. And Peter, if you don't mind, I'm going to have you read this little chunk of verses, Job 38, verses 1 to 7. All right, here we go. Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, Who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? Or what were its foot footing or on what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While the morning stars sang together and all the There we go. Hmm. Yeah. So really the, the place that we get mention of angels verse seven, but I do think this adds some cool context to where angels come from. And to me, this pretty much just says that the angels were there before and while God laid the foundations of the earth. So they are old, old beings. Um, and obviously pretty important. And the fact that they would have been singing for joy or shouting for joy 
singing together when God laid the foundations of the earth. It's kind of a cool thing to picture in your mind, I think. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting because Morning Star or like Morning Star is, is used to describe Jesus as well later yeah. in the New Testament um, as the great morning star. Um, and Lucifer. And Lucifer is just compared to a morning star, but Jesus is the right. great. Yeah. yeah. We, we had a whole episode on that. Yes, we did. <laughs> we did. It's like a year and a half ago. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so I think, yeah, it's kind of cool that they use the term morning star because it's like they're bright. They're like suns. I noticed that too. And of course, Lucifer at start, Satan was originally an angel. So it would make sense that he would have been called the morning star. And I believe it's Isaiah. Right? Yes. Yeah, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's And when you understand that um, like angels were around from the beginning, they have this, like they existed in heaven um, then, and they, they still um, like reside in the heaven like make their way to our team. Uh, but because of that they have this privileged view of god um and so i think that's that's special to know as uh and to keep in mind when we look at um the rest of these passages because being up in heaven with god they under they probably understand the true love and uh power of the mercy which he which he gives to humanity so when they go about you know messaging the humans um uh, information about God and about prophecies and visions and uh, plans that God wants for these humans. Um, they come with that, come to come to us knowing this God of who they serve wholly and completely, um, which I, which I think is is special and and yeah, just good good little bit of knowledge to know. Yeah, if there's anyone who's seen it all throughout time, besides obviously God, the Father and the Son, the angels are right up there. And I, I was just looking back kind of the book of Genesis to see, I, I, as far as I know, angels aren't mentioned anywhere as being specifically created in this creation story, um, account of creation. But I maybe it's inferred that they're created pretty early on and obviously before the earth was created based on what we see in Job. So they do get to see kind of this whole plan unfolding from start to finish of what God had created and done through his creation. Um, I, I also want to say to me, these verses kind of point out the, the, like, the contrast between angels and humans. So, you know, obviously at the time of creation, angels were around praising God and this whole passage here at the end of Job, especially taken in context, is kind of a way to humble Job. And if you want context, you can go listen to our episode titled Job, <laughs> which we did pretty early on in the podcast. Uh, so it's, it's one of the, in like the first half episode somewhere in there. Uh, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but you can find it pretty easily and get some more context on this. But, you know, this is kind of humbling for Job and you know, the question is, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? You know, where was humanity when I did this? Humans were not around, but angels were. So there's almost a superiority that angels have to humans. But at the same time, as we are about to talk about, angels very much serve humans. And 
they exist to serve God and to serve humanity, which is kind of a cool thing. I, I think that shows you like the humility of angels themselves and having all this power yet being subservient almost to humanity. Yeah, that's a good that's a good distinction to make. Yeah, like they are kind of subservient to humans and maybe yeah, it's just like an interesting dichotomy. Like they're up there with God in heaven, but also they um they um are like under human um like they they serve us. So it's it's cool like they have this privileged view, but also um also like when I guess when when they sin they're cast out of heaven for good or when they disobey God, um as opposed to you know, humans where we can receive God's mercy and his grace. They understand the, the gift of mercy and grace that humans get. And again, I think that takes humility um, at the same time. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. And we're going to get into that kind of role that angels play next. So the, the next question is, what is the purpose of angels? And this is where we'll spend most of our time. Um, for me, they were... I thought of one way to go about this that I thought would probably be meaningful. There are two main mentions or main angels who are mentioned by name in the Bible, the angel Gabriel and the archangel Michael. And I would be worthwhile to look at the places in scripture where these angels appear, where they are mentioned, and kind of look at what role they are playing in those specific contexts. Um and then, you know, from there, we can draw on kind of what the purpose angels have in the world is. The first portion of scripture to look at here is from the book of Daniel. And it's Daniel 8, 15 through 27. And we'll read through it real quick. Uh, Thomas, if I can get you to read 15 through, let's go 15 through 22, and I'll do 23 through 27. All right. I am almost there. Give me a minute. <laughs> Navigating the Bible is sometimes confusing. Again, there's a big book for sure. <laughs> 15 to 27. Okay, here we go. When I, Daniel, had seen the vision, I sought to understand it. And behold, there stood before me one having the appearance between the banks of the Ulai and called, and it called Gabriel. Make this man understand the vision. So he came near where I stood, and, he, and when he came, I was frightened and fell on my face. But he said to me, Understand, O son of man, that the vision is for the time of the, of the end. And when he had spoken to me, I fell into a deep sleep with my face to the ground. But he touched me and made me stand up. He said, Behold, I will make known to you what shall be the latter end of the indignation, for it refers to the appointed time of the end. As for the ram that you saw with the two horns, these are the kings of Media and Persia, and the goat is the king of Greece, and the great horn between his eyes is the first king. As for, for the horn that was broken, in place of which four others arose, four kingdoms shall arise from his nation, but not with his power. At the latter end of the kingdom, when the transgressors have reached their limit, a king of bold face, one who understands riddles, shall rise. His power shall be great, 
but not by his own power. He shall cause fearful destruction and shall succeed in what he does and destroy mighty men and people who are the saints. By his cunning, he shall make deceit prosper under his hand and in his own mind, he shall become great. Without warning, he shall destroy many and he shall even rise up against the prince of princes and he shall be broken. But by no human hand, the vision of the evenings and the mornings has been told is true, but seal up the vision for it refers to many days from now. And I, Daniel, was overcome and lay sick for some days when I arose and went out the king's went, went about the king's business when I was appalled by the vision. I did and did not understand it. Yeah. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, so there we have it. All of that speaking there is pretty much from the angel Gabriel. And it's in response to a vision that Daniel has. You know, if you know the book of Daniel, you're probably familiar enough with that vision. We've talked a little bit about it in our end times episode. We're not really going to get into the substance of it today, but more what it means that it's coming from the angel Gabriel here. And it's Gabriel who delivers this message to Daniel, which I think is. And the first thing I think that shows me is that Gabriel and angels, you know, angels act as messengers, messengers from God. Uh, and here in interpreting Daniel's dream, I think it also shows that they have some guidance and wisdom as well and bring some clarity to things in a very real way, interacting with humans. This part of this goes back to uh, the concept that angels have a, a privileged view of God so they can provide a sort of, they can be the messenger to provide a sort of guidance and wisdom and, and vision of um things of God that you can't understand as a human and without uh, intercession um, or message message. So I think verse 27 in that regard stands out. It says, I, when you know, I, Daniel was worn out, I lay exhausted for several days. Then I got up and went about the king's business. I was appalled by the vision. It was beyond understanding. Um, so clearly there is natural. I would have to think factor here that, makes Daniel worn out and exhausted. Um, and I think that's important to know because if some just random human walked up to you and started talking to you about two, two horned rams, or I guess all rams have two horns, <laughs> but just all these weird visions, uh, like the large horn between its eyes and the first king and the four horns that replace the one, and you have a master of intrigue that it talks about. Like if there's some random human walked up to you like uh, and, and said those things, um, like it would just seem so silly, but here I think Daniel, um, like yes, this angel appears as a man, but there's also a factor that causes him to be worn out and exhausted that makes him understand that this, oh, this is probably, um, this messenger may be sent from God and providing him important prophecy that he couldn't otherwise understand, um, as a human, because it is as he. Yeah, um, I also think it's it's cool because the very much the whole rhythm of da like Daniel seven through fourteen is a uh, seven through twelve is <laughs> just Daniel seeing a vision, not understanding it, and then an angel interprets it, um, and so it it also just kind of shows the fact that like revelation is God's to reveal, even like when we see it, we may not even fully understand it. 
Um, yeah. But God, God is the one who explains and reveals what we need to know when we need to know it. Um, and angels are part of the way he does that. It's cool. Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, if angels, like, Real's talking here about the end times, makes you wonder if he's just, like, delivering a message directly from God without, like, being revealed exactly what it means, or if Gabriel knows, like, the plan up to the end of time, that he knows how this prophecy will play out exactly mm. and what it will look like in reality. And I don't know if we get a clear answer to that, or maybe, like, Michael knows and Gabriel knows. The rest of the angels don't. Maybe all the angels know. Maybe none of them do because God hasn't revealed that to them. Um, yeah. I don't know. But it is something to think about. Not even Jesus knows the time or the hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I also wanted to read it's similar, but Daniel 9, 20 through 22, kind of uh, a similar part. And I'll read this now. While I was speaking, praying, and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord, my God, for the holy mountain of my God. Yes, while I was speaking in prayer, the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, reached me about the time of the evening offering. And he informed me and talked with me and said, Oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give you skill to understand. Um, and he gives him kind of another prophecy, kind of a comforting pro prophecy as well. Um, but another prophecy here. After mm -hmm. that, we won't read the whole thing. But, you know, it's kind of a similar situation that we get here. And this makes it very clear, I think, that he was sent by God in that hour, almost because of Daniel's prayer. You know, Daniel was praying and seeking. God recognized that. And he swiftly sent Gabriel to go and talk to him. Hmm. Which is cool. Yeah. Man, that vision must have been something. <laughs> they they must have been fun. Uh, maybe not fun, but yeah. Interesting. It was sick. An out-of-body experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, unless you guys have anything more to add to that, I want to get to the next time we see Gabriel, which is in the New Testament, in the book of Ooh. Luke. And probably anyone who's listening will be familiar with this story. So Luke 1, 8 through 20. I will read that. And Peter, And if I can get you to read Luke 1, 26 through 28. Of course. All right, 8 through 20. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense, incense when he went to the temple of the Lord. This is talking about Zacharias. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son. And you shall his name John. And you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. He will be great in the sight of the Lord and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, and even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the children, and make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said to the angel, 
How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God, who is sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, <laughs> because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. <laughs> Kind of a sour ending, but (laughs) that's the next spot we see Gabriel pop up. And then Peter, go ahead and read 26 to 30. (laughs) All right. In the sixth month month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Um, do you want me to read more than that? Uh, that's probably good enough for the sake of time. Um, oh, to 38. Okay. I conversation, thought said, the conversation I thought goes on a little bit. <laughs> I can keep um, going. Yeah, you may as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was the 28. Continuing, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and the Lord God will be on the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, and she was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Yeah. So uh, we are nearing the Christmas season, and maybe this is an intro into that a little bit, (laughs) (laughs) depending on when you define Christmas season. Some may uh, already be in it. But, yeah. <laughs> but obviously, this is a, a pretty well-known uh, portion of Scripture, a well-known story that the Bible tells um, and that the Bible accounts. And Gabriel, again, on behalf of God, coming to deliver some very good news, both to Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth. <laughs> I don't know if Elizabeth ever would have received the news of Zacharias. <laughs> so I guess it's only the <laughs> to Zacharias. And um, I, I guess he could write. He could probably write it out yeah. and tell her what happened. Uh, Maybe sign language then, too. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> uh, the little, like, with his hand, like, rub her stomach. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then news to Mary as well. So, you know, it's again, Gabriel is a messenger, and I think here he is really delivering God's plan, which is kind of cool to see an angel do that. And he's also, he comes off as comforting and encouraging to me in these verses, other than the end of the Darius encounter, when I guess, I don't know if Gabriel himself has the authority to make Zacharias meet or talk to him in that instant and told him make him mute but either way angels have some power as well there (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah also if you are if you encounter an angel in such a way as this um, 
<laughs> you better believe it because I think that would be a very <laughs> a very awesome of God of God's existence. So um as impossible as the things these angels of the news that these angels deliver to humans may be it's also you know a special a privilege to to encounter an angel in such a way as this and if you don't believe them you'll just be mute for a little while yeah yes <laughs> to grow your faith <laughs> yes and that may make you also yeah grow in your faith <laughs> but yes best to take seriously what comes from the heavenly hosts yeah. yeah, because they are very powerful individuals. And speaking of powerful individuals, we will move on to Archangel Michael to get a view of what his role is in both a spiritual realm, probably more so, but also in a worldly realm. And we're going to flip back to the book of Daniel to start this out. All right. <laughs> back to it. Um, and the the first mention of Michael in the Bible comes in Daniel 10. And I'm going to read some verses out of here. I'm going to read verses, so Daniel 10, 10 through 14. And it says, suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For I have now been sent. While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. There's a little bit of context uh, just to what these verses are meaning. So my Bible in the footnotes tells me that this the person speaking to Daniel could very well be Christ himself. I believe that is the case. Um, it goes back to like verse 5 here. A certain man shows up and uh, you know, it's not Michael who is talking to Daniel in this situation. So he's here for someone, and then in verse 13, when it says that the prince of kingdom of Persia was still me 21 days, that is some sort of spiritual battle going on. Uh, whether that is Satan or someone getting power through Satan or some of Satan's angels, I guess demons or whatever, who are opposing person, maybe Christ who's trying to talk to Daniel uh, or trying to go see Daniel, I don't really know. So that's that's a gap on my part. And I think maybe on everyone, we don't really know what is fully meant in this in these verses. But we do know that whoever talking to Daniel is aided in this spiritual battle by Michael, one of the chief princes. And this is the archangel Michael. Mm-hmm. The verses that, yeah, that stood out to me as well in, in, in this chapter of Daniel 10. And I do think it provides, a, as you said, just an example of angels being warriors and taking the form and appearance of humans. 
and it provides context for spiritual warfare that the angels partake in. And um, also really stands out to me um, when this speaker, um, which I think that's, it's cool to think maybe Jesus says, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. Great reminder to us that God responds to us and delights to communicate with us when we set our mind to gain understanding of him and humble ourselves before him. Uh, Daniel chapter 12 also makes mention of Michael, and this is at the very beginning of chapter 12. Um, so I'll read these first couple of verses probably. That time Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book, and many of the Sleep and the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. So that's the next mention of Michael. And it's going to kind of keep going that way. Obviously, Michael is going to be very involved in the events of the end times. Anything from you two on those verses? We can move along and we can keep talking about all of this as well. The context will build upon itself the more we talk about Michael. Um, I don't believe so. Yeah, all right. Good to, good to keep going. Cool. Uh, the next verse we see is from, then there, there are three more places we're going to look in scripture. The next place we see Michael mentioned is in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. Do either of you have that accessible to you? I have it. I'm flipping. All right. <laughs> For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. There we have it again. Another mention of the archangel is Michael. Obviously. <laughs> and <laughs> we are also going to flip to Jude verse 9. And then we have one more to read after that, and then we'll have a bigger discussion about all of it. <laughs> uh, Thomas, yes. how would you like to find Jude verse 9? Jude verse 9. But when the archangel Michael, contending with the devil, was disputing about the body of Moses, he did not presume to pronounce a blasphemous judgment, but he said, the Lord rebuke you. There again, and for the final place we're going to look to read about Michael, we're just we're just finding all the all the spots where Michael is mentioned in the Bible. So if you're listening, these are this is everywhere where he is mentioned, and we read everywhere Gabriel's mentioned. So that's the goal here. <laughs> we'll talk about it. So Revelation chapter twelve, verses one through nine, we are going to read. Include our reading of scripture for this unless you guys have more scripture you can talk about. Uh, and we can split this into threes. I will read verses one through three. Thomas, if you want to take four through six, and Peter, seven through nine. Awesome. All right, Revelation 12. 
Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on their head a garland of twelve stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven diadems on his heads. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth, and the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth so that when she bore her child, he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron. But her child was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God, in which she ha is to be nourished for 1,260 days. <laughs> then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back but he was not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was hurled down, that ancient serpent called the devil, or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was angel. All right. So clearly we have something pretty dramatic. And just as we did not get into everything in the end times of Daniel, we are not going to discuss too much of what is being said 12 because that would take us a long long time, time. <laughs> it would take us far too much time um so more than anything though i mean you can read these verses and of some things that are happening and things that i do think are very much beyond our understanding beyond the understanding or capability of angels Michael to be involved with. And we do see Michael is involved. And it, I just think he, I just think Michael's probably like the coolest, <laughs> one of the coolest things up in heaven, one of the coolest guys up in heaven anywhere <laughs> or anywhere. Just powerful, strong, a warrior. I think he's just awesome. Mm hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he is. He's got a probably has a lot of clout up there. Um, <laughs> probably a lot of the, cloud too. Lot, yes, cloud <laughs> and clout. Um, that uh, obviously has such a, a big responsibility and role, um, and he has a lot of power that goes along with that. Um, obviously, like throughout the Bible, I mean, we jump from verses from Daniel to. Um, Thessalonians to Jude to Revelation, where where he's mentioned. So um, it's like this long-standing role that he has, uh, and it's 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 pretty special. What if Gabriel and Michael is just a title? That is possible. I don't think so. I don't think it is <laughs> their names, but um, it'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it could be any angel, but it's it's cool that he sends the same angels over and over um, yeah. so that we know that they're from God. Yeah, Michael specifically, I think, is is fascinating because if I'm correct, like Lucifer, Satan, was originally set up as kind of God's right-hand angel. Mm -hmm. And then obviously he fell. So to me, it makes sense. Michael would have just been like taken his place and Michael was actually... Uh, able to withstand the temptation of get more and more power 
because he's this angelic heavenly being. And obviously Lucifer, Satan could not withstand that temptation, but I think Michael could, which maybe tells us all we need to know about Michael. Mm. Um, he's, he stepped up when he needed to, and he will step up again. And the battle between Michael and Satan will be pretty cool. <laughs> and Michael and his angels, and Michael and his angels. Um, that would be something to behold. Absolutely. Yeah. In terms of angels, I think it just tells us that, you know, warriors, they're leaders, but they're also servants. They serve God. They serve us. They're protectors. Um, you know, they they do a lot for us and they will do a lot for us and for God leading up to the end times. Mm. I wonder what we'll yeah. be doing. Well, like, we just, like, yeah, go team watching <laughs> the angels <laughs> battle it out with these demons. <laughs> I feel like we will feel very helpless in that moment. <laughs> I feel like that's the point, too. Yeah. Yeah, helpless, but helpless, but at least we know the end result. So uh, yes. maybe not as it won't be as stressful to uh, watch it as maybe uh, your team's football game or something like that. <laughs> we'll grab our popcorn then, and then we'll sit back. <laughs> Much more important. Yeah. So I mean, that's what we have here, and there lot more that we could break down i think with revelation 12 but i think it's important while we have some time left that we get on to the last the two questions that i want to talk about today one is how we can see and feel the effect of angels in our lives and then kind of why this even matters and what all of this means um why do we care about angels you know we can't uh, maybe we can't really see them on a daily basis so what difference do they make in our lives and I don't know how you guys maybe want to start talking about that. Uh, so, you know, those questions, how can we see angels? How can we feel them? And what does it mean? I'll open mm. up the floor. Um, I think unless, you know, you have a vision and a prophecy, you're not really going to know if uh, <laughs> who you're talking to is an angel. Um so in that, it's kind of like the whole Christmas Santa Claus, be on your best behavior. They're always watching. <laughs> um, but also, I think, you know, because it, like you have down here, like Genesis 19, angels appeared to Lot in Sodom, and they helped get him out. Um, I do believe there are angels around that are like helping people to yeah they're they're helping people doing the work of god i don't think god is not working i don't think because we don't have any account recent accounts of like gabriel or michael showing up that uh, that it means that god isn't sending angels um but i think we just don't know that they are doing angels and i think it's a comforting fact to think that there are angels out there protecting us and fighting spiritual battles and that God is moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's how we can see and feel the effect of them in our lives is to just remember that. Um, in Ephesians six twelve, it says for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly realms. 
Uh, so it's important to, to remember that like, there's this ongoing spiritual warfare uh, behind the scenes happening at all times. And angels are a strong part of that. And that's still um, very present. And it's crazy to think like they still be uh, maybe appearing. We may still be interacting with them. Um, and may, maybe not in as much of a uh, obviously supernatural exp- way, but uh, I don't think we're, you know, as removed from uh, the biblical encounters that we see um, in the Old Testament, like in Daniel, because I do think they are still around. Yeah, sure. And, you know, I think this is a good spot to bring in another verse from Paul. So in verse First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 9, Paul writes, for I think that God has displayed us the apostles last as men condemned to death, for we have been made a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. So that, not in like a creepy way, but it, <laughs> that definitely makes it seem that angels are like spectators watching us. And it makes me think that like, you know, Thomas mentioned Santa, like <laughs> everything we do that they're watching. You know, and it mm-hmm. it is kind of comforting to think. I know that there are some out there, and this is true or not, I don't know, that like every person has a little guardian angel or something, you know, an angel that fights for them and protects them. I think there's, I would probably take the view that maybe not every person has one, but that, you know, there are angels that do, that are out there and probably they're floating about. We can't see them or wherever they are. They're looking out for us. Um and I think that's just a comforting thing. And, you know, Peter, the verse you read, I think gets why it's so comforting because our battle is against these spiritual forces. And clearly we as humans are not really equipped to battle ourselves, but we have angels and we can't see them because, you know, they are in this spiritual realm, this otherworldly realm that we simply cannot see at this point in time. But, angels are there and they are fighting these battles for us and it gets you know you're taking spiritual warfare and at the same time you have to keep in mind that like demons are in that realm as well and Mm. you know his demons are always seeking ways to undermine god and to influence our lives and they might be a lot more successful even more successful than they already are if we didn't have angels who were kind of actively defending and fighting those for us Mm. Thing to think about. Yeah. Spiritual warfare is crazy. Yeah. It doesn't get enough credit, but it's it's very real. It's very real, very present. Yeah. Best to put on the armor of God. I know I've mentioned these books before on this podcast. Um, let me make sure I see if I can get the author. Yeah. So it's, it's Frank E. Peretti. Um, who has a book called This Present Darkness, and I think the sequel is Into the Darkness. And it yes. tells, yeah, it tells kind of a, a dual story of one town and people in that town who are, it's like a pastor and a pastor, a news reporter, and some other people who are going through a lot of very real world stuff that is just difficult for them to deal with. And it tells a story both from their point of view in the world, and then like it switches to the next chapter or the next section. It's been a while since I've read it, but from telling it from the point of view of the angels and demons who exist in that town and who are fighting that spiritual battle. 
So it shows that duality of the fight that's going on. That's how I think of angels and demons <laughs> ever since I've read that book. <laughs> yeah, and I need, angels I don't need to interact read. with the people, say, not in like direct ways, but the influence is there. Yeah. Yeah, I need to read it. I've heard such great things about it. Yeah, that's cool. I should uh, read it again. Also, <laughs> the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. I'm reading those right now, and they're phenomenal. All about how demons um, tempt and try to cause Christians to stray from God. Yeah, that's their um, whole goal, and we could get into a whole other episode on demons. <laughs> yes, it's really, really eye-opening. It's very interesting. Yeah. I highly recommend it. All right. Well, do you guys want to add anything else to this episode before we wrap it up? Um, I think Peter should add how people can get in touch with us. <laughs> I think we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <we can. laughs> I, I'd be happy to do that. Um, but before that, I would I would also like to add. Um, just so well, you, you touched on this earlier, but um, like God reveals Himself to us in so many ways, and like we are given things on this earth and experiences that um, show us more of who God is. Because as humans, we would have a, a limited understanding of Him otherwise. We look at you know the Bible, the surrounding like creation, creation. Um, relationships of selflessness and sacrifice. We see in our lives miracles, etc. And angels, of course. I, I see as another unique medium in which, you know, God reveals himself to us. Um, and I think that's truly special and something to be mindful of, but also uh, accept that revelation when it, when it comes, um, whether it's angels or um, just God's word or uh, miracles or nature, et cetera, to recognize that is God. I think it's uh, important for us to, you know, just seek, Seek him all the more. And this goes back to uh, verse in Daniel that we talked about when there is mentions of angels or when Gabriel visits um, visits Daniel. It's in chapter 9. It says, when I was speaking and praying, confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and making my request to the Lord. And then in Daniel 10, when um, not to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God. It's in those instances that um, like Daniel receives these visions and can see God more clearly. So it's important to us to obviously keep following God and be mindful of examples um, or events where God reveals himself to us. Yeah. Basically, angels are a big part of that. I agree. 100%. And maybe something that we should think about a little more in our daily lives and be a little more thankful for. I don't think mm. the angels get the the uh, gratitude that they deserve. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm sure God, might, you know, he makes sure they're taken care of. Yeah. Well, uh, I will go ahead and say a prayer to end us, and then Peter will get to your closing words. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Dear Lord, I uh, thank you for the 
protection that you've given us through this vast, incredible army of angels that you have created and that you lead to fight for us and uh, on our side um, for the work, the unseen work that they do in our lives every single day. And we probably don't know exactly what all that is, but you do and they do. And we want to say thank you for that. And, you know, uh, we want to praise you and we look forward to the day when we can be up there with the angels praising you in person and praising you live. Um, I pray that we would recognize the ways in, that you work in our lives on a more regular basis and uh, do what we can and work to be more thankful for that in all that we do. And I pray for great weeks for us ahead, for all our listeners. We thank you for our listeners. We thank you for this podcast and the time that we have to talk about you and your word. In your name, amen. 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 Peter. <laughs> all right. Let's get in touch. <laughs> um, I'm sure everyone's been waiting for this moment. Yes. Um, but all if you want to reach out to us, <laughs> if you want to reach out to us, again, we, we really encourage it and we can't. Um, our Instagram is at in the fire podcast and our email is three, the number three in the fire, the letters in the we would really appreciate it if you have any again any uh any requests for episodes any comments questions about any episodes any prayer requests send them our way we'd love to hear from you yeah we love you guys as our listeners thank you so much Mm -hmm. we wouldn't be here without you no we would not uh so yeah thanks for listening we will talk to you again in our next episode farewell (laughs) until next time